Okay, hello and welcome to episode four of Two Faced Fake Snakes, the new podcast from the little known Irish hip hop act, The Lineup. With me today, as always, is my partner, Toomey. Toomey is my name, and some people have told me I should rename myself Dr. Toomey. Yes, I think me included. Correct. I think it's an excellent name. Correct. Let's do that. Do you think that's official now, Dr. Toomey and Professor T? I've been calling you Dr. Toomey in various different I think people have just started calling me Dr. Toomey naturally. Yeah, so so you are a doctor, so... That's correct, I'm a real doctor. Real doctor. Well, actually, fake doctor, because I have a research doctor. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's the letters are there. The, the letters are there that's that's true so from now on then I'm a large D a small R a period and a whole lot of attitude <laughs> okay so what we're going to do today is we're going to break the cycle no we're going to break the continuity of what we've been doing up till now so what we have been doing up till now if you've been listening is telling the story of the lineup from its inception in primary slash secondary school to uh, the modern day and we've been working our way up chronologically with each extra with each additional episode but because we're just off the back of doing a gig in the international, what we've decided to do today is actually talk about the gig, talk about the run-up to the gig, and just ditch the chronology for an episode and focus on that particular topic, because a lot happened in a period of a couple of weeks, and it warrants the discussing on an episode, I think. Okay, so thanks for sticking with us here today in Ashtown in Dublin 15. We are discussing our recent gig in the International Bar. It was on Friday the 29th of September. The Friday just gone. And International well, Bar, for people don't know, who don't know, is in the city centre just off Grafton Street. Yes, it is. Um, it's around that Exchequer Street, Wicklow Street area. And uh, we've done a gig there before, but it's kind of, we were always surprised that we would end up gigging there because... It, it's a central location and quite a well-known bar. So Unbelievably, the downstairs part of the International, which comfortably fits about 80 people, has a free PA, microphones, and is free to rent on a Friday night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Dublin city centre. It's, it's, it's the best-kept secret in fucking town. Like, what's, what is yeah. going on? Like, it's weird. It's so. unbelievable. And it's not too difficult. With a small amount of promotion, it's not too difficult to get around 60 to 80 people to come. I'd say there was about 60 people at the last gig. What we're going to do is we're just going to talk about it from the moment we first heard about it. And I was just sitting at home one night and Deep Reasoning, Stephen Bonner, posted up on Facebook that he was doing a gig. And normally, as the last few times he's done that, an invitation to perform at the thing usually follows. And lo and behold, uh, I had a Facebook uh, message from him and he was asking if we'd like to perform. Now, he did ask us as well back in August if we'd like to perform, but uh, both of us were away at the time, so we couldn't do it. So we didn't have to think about it, really. We're like, oh, can't do it. Yeah. So. So we didn't have to make that decision. So, yeah, and we weren't especially arsed at that time no, in August. Especially arsed. Jesus, we're we're away. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the the offer came this time, and I entertained the idea, and I asked you, but I, I wasn't I wasn't gagging to do it either. But I entertained it to an extent. Yeah, I think I had mixed feelings when I heard about it yeah. originally. I didn't write it off, but at the same time, I wasn't excited about it. But oh yeah, okay, that's probably a more fair assessment of how I felt. I was. Um, I was entertaining it, but I wasn't excited about it. Yeah, we were kind of like, oh, geez, another gig, and what what type of way will we approach this? Do, are we even arsed doing it? What, and then we kind of went through a bit of an existential struggle about it. Yeah. Where is the lineup going? Yeah. It's all in the past, man. Yes, and we were in the middle of doing all that, and then all of a sudden this comes along and kind of interrupts the 
it's like uh, when I don't know a TV show like does a fucking one of those flashback episodes you're like ah oh, for fuck's sake and it just interrupts like watch the narrative and the, yeah. that, that was interrupting the narrative but I think that kind of those mixed feelings and that kind of downer about it maybe lasted about a week yes we kind of went through it back and forth and talking about it yeah and then we got down to planning it and then I think we started talking about well actually the last gig we did was a bit like this the same feelings yeah but then when we went and did it it was actually an amazing buzz so why don't we just do it for the buzz sake or try and focus on that the buzz and enjoyment and not put pressure on ourselves to like make it or get signed by a manager in the the audience who would just like come and yeah. put a limousine and put us into it afterwards and yeah exactly i don't know why we'd bring us now but uh. <laughs> we we didn't though we didn't put any pressure on ourselves and we just said fuck it and and we actually decided because the last time we did the international was november 2017 and uh we were going through uh like modern Bowie period where he's not playing any of his hits and he wants people to listen to his new music even though it's shit yeah we should refer back to that gig we decided at that gig that okay this is one of our last chances to express ourselves as artists we had that kind of and we thought we'll do all our kind of artistic songs artsy songs that nobody liked and singing songs with good choruses and songs that meant a lot to us nobody liked liked. even though it went quite well but see it it couldn't not have gone well because there were so many people who were going there for their first ever time so they would have cheered if we just went up if we went up and wrapped the phone book they would have thought it was fucking amazing so (laughs) and so this time the the approach was fuck it let's go and just play the hits and admit that we are in fact a a cabaret act act. and then we went full banana we said we were going to put the cool back in cabaret cabacoolray so we decided to go full fucking uh, old school and bring in characters and everything. And Yeah, we said, fuck it. We're not going to hold back. We are a cabaret act. <laughs> and there's no shame in that. Yes. <laughs> there's no shame in going out and being status quo and playing the same songs over and over again. Because people fucking like to hear those songs for a reason. Because they're good. Just because they were written in the 70s, or in our case, 2004, doesn't mean that they're of any less value than any other music that's ever existed. And in our case, seven people had heard our hits. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think it was like, the. why don't we just do that? We'll have fun. The audience will have fun. We don't put pressure on ourselves to be picked up by that manager in the audience. And we're just going to enjoy it. elusive manager that's <laughs> always in the back of your mind that you think actually still might happen. <laughs> There's a small part of me thinks, that manager is going to pop up. <laughs> just do everything for us. Uh, produce music for us and mm. sign us to Interscope do Records. I have a deal for you. <laughs> come here guys and he'd screw us yeah he'd screw us we, we he'd take 60 percent of the profits and or something he'd be right to as well he'd be right yeah, yeah. Um, you fool not to okay so we started um putting cabaret. together yeah he started putting together a bit of a set list we decided we were going to do characters initially we were uh i was going to do bernie reeves i'll give you a small bit of a background just on yeah, that right. because no one really knows who any of these people are because it was from a very obscure website a few years ago but um when we were in school, there was this lad who set up a website after we all finished in uh, sixth year. And me and Toomey and a load of the lads from Clonkeen used to film videos and put them up on it. And Bernie Reeves was one of these characters that I just came up with, who was a Scottish journalist and had a dark past. <laughs> and then he was just basically... He was in prison for a while. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was me wearing a wig and a hat and a leather jacket, speaking in a Scottish accent and doing lots of sketch-type comedy and... Uh, then we started including them. We, we included them on one of the songs or one of the tracks on, on our second CD we recorded uh, where I interviewed you as Bernie. So we decided to include him in the show um, and just go completely theatrical and do a whole bit at the start. 
And I think as we started planning this, we became more and more excited. Yeah. And then we were like, fuck it, let's do loads of the old songs. Let's do Who the Fuck Are You? Let's do Let's do the funny voices, the jokes, the the costume changes. You had a wig on for the Bernie Reeves, the sunglasses. The whole lot. I put on a hat and sunglasses and a hoodie. I was doing this American rapper stick. Props equals pops. Yeah. (laughs) So at the start, we decided that Bernie Reeves would come on and to Scottish bagpipe music. Yeah. Just apropos of nothing, it would be Bernie Reeves up there, uh, introducing himself, explaining who he was to the crowd. Yes, and actually we have an excellent video recording of that and of the entire first song, and we're just going to play the audio from that now. Yeah, you know, just a stressful day at work, but, you know, glad to be here, you know. It's... Well, you're glad to have all that behind you now, and you're going to knock the socks off the international bar! Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm over 30 now, so I don't know how much longer I can do this, but, uh... What do you mean you're over 30? 30 is play for 30. What's wrong with you, laddie? I was born in the 1980s, for fuck's sake. And what's wrong with that? Nothing, I suppose. Where's the fire in your belly? I don't know. Where's the Colonel Toomey from 2004? 2005? 2004? Hey! You mean when we released Cameras Action Doom? It's exactly the one! You mean in 2005 when we released Snakes and Ladders? Hey, no better album than that! You mean when 14 people loved our music? 14 whole people used to like your music! You want that Colonel Toomey? You want that Colonel Toomey? Oh, no. Oh, God. He's on the back. It's that time again. 
So that was the intro to the gig in the International there last Friday. Went down very well, and the crowd were in the palm of our hand from the start. But again, we're jumping ahead. But it was uh, it was relevant to stick in at that point. Yeah. So Bernie Reeves was was his zany self, and I played the straight character, kind of despondent person who had given up on rap and wasn't that into the gig. But uh, so before all of that, though, we did a few rehearsals in the apartments here, and. We started really getting the buzz back quite a lot, I think, and the energy was kind of quite strong when we were doing those songs. Um, and from that point onwards, I think we, we were really looking forward to the gig and we kind of re- realized that the live performance aspect of it is one of the joys of actually doing it. Mm. Like recording a song and stuff is fine, but you don't get that energy back when you record a song. The only yeah. thing you really get back is your own listening of the song afterwards, but yeah. it's not nothing like a, a reaction from a live crowd. Yeah, definitely. It's something when like you've spent a lot of time preparing something and you're having fun and you get up there, but you still have to you still have to rap. You still have to like put yourself out there. And then to get positive feedback from that creativity that you've you've put the time into is it's an amazing buzz. And then when people are coming up and having a, a great time, they're telling you they had a great time and you had a great time. It's just a great night. Like yeah. it's just a, a really nice buzz. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, so for this one though, I didn't really do much uh, nearly as much promotion beforehand. I think we both decided we were just going to relax and whatever happened happened and we were just going to see whoever came came and loads of the people virtually none of the people who made the audience reactions kind of what they were the last time came from my job this time Mm. a few new people now that i've been working with recently came but it was very very different crowd to the last time i reckon yeah our core friends circle couldn't come grace was away liz was away our our girlfriends and and wives and your game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Continue on. Um, <laughs> being derailed by the word wife there. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's, it stuns me. <laughs> it's a stunning word. Yeah. Stop you in your tracks. It does, yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of them weren't coming. So, yeah, basically, I think I'm just repeating repeating ourselves now. Yeah. I don't know. I had another point in my head, but it's gone now. I had okay. a slightly more nuanced point, but fuck it. We'll move on. Yeah, so there weren't the promise of all of these people who normally make the show or the crowd reactions what they are. So I felt we had to work a bit harder, um, or I felt that we were going to have to work a bit harder for the reaction this time. But um, I remember it, though, when we arrived at the venue, there was only about 10 people there, and five of those were in acts. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe 15 people, I'd say. So I'd say there was 10 other people other than the people who were performing, and it was a bit unnerving, actually, for yeah. me. Yeah, it was pretty empty at that, that point, yeah. I wasn't too worried, to be honest, myself, because I hadn't put pressure on myself. That was the beauty for me of this gig, that I was just gone out to cabaret, and can I use that as a verb? To cabaret? No, I can't. I no. just did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wasn't too nervous about that. I think you were a bit more nervous about that, because you were conscious that uh, invites had gone out around work and stuff, and you were conscious of who would come from work, who wouldn't come from work, people saying they come and then they drop out and all that. Yeah, I was quite conscious of that. And I'd actually been to a work night out directly before we went to the International. I was trying to drum up a bit of interest yeah, at that. Yeah, you were there dropping in for pints. Yeah, I dropped in for pints purely so the people who were there would come to the gig. Yeah, but it worked. <laughs> and they fucking <laughs> did. I know, a few of them did. Um, I know, it was a good night as well, actually, as well as that. But, uh, yeah, so empty enough when we first got there. We did a bit of a sound check. Um, I felt really awkward doing that sound check. I don't know about you. A bit awkward, yeah. Yeah. There's not supposed to be other people there when you're doing a sound check. And for, for some reason, I decided to do the voice inside in the sound check, and I decided to sing the chorus in the sound check. <laughs> oh, and, no. and on top of all that, Dara Palmer was filming this, and 
of the videos he chose to post on Facebook, one of them was me wearing a hoodie singing the voice inside. And I was like, to myself afterwards, I was like, when was I wearing that hoodie singing that? Because that didn't make sense. And it was me doing the verse from that half-heartedly. Yeah, exactly. And I was doing it half-heartedly as well. And I wasn't even trying to sing in key or with any <laughs> effort. no crowd reaction. No, and I was like doing a fucking sound check and it makes its way up on the Facebook. But anyway, I, yeah. I don't really mind because he did a great job filming. <laughs> he did a great job filming all of the rest of the songs like he always does so that was yeah, it was great to see that the footage of the actual live performances but um yes yeah, so soundcheck was a bit weird a bit awkward uh fairly empty but then it just started rapidly filling yeah up. and then it, our friends started trickling in and you're chatting to your friends the first act came on then and they were good and by the time hey presto it was yeah. time for us to go on yeah stage. and the two lads uh lee michael and zimbach uh had really good flow they were pretty impressive. Uh, I'd never seen them before. So that was a really good way to start off the night. Mm. And we were chatting to our friends and that warmed us up. And then the time came for us to go on. Yeah. And we both sort of made our way to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and we used the toilet as our like backstage yeah. changing room. Because yeah. you had to get into your Bernie Reeves attire. Yeah, so popped on a blue hoodie, the sunglasses, the wig, the hat. And uh, Bonner stuck on the bagpipe music. And I put on my hat and sunglasses and hoodie and American yeah. rapper. And that, that was the clip you heard earlier on, of course. But um, yes, so that's kind of how we started off. When we got up there, the Bernie Reeves, and I, I know we're repeating this now, but it went down so well and it put us at ease. And yeah. that was the thing we were kind of worried about, like that character kind of thing. How will this fly with people who, one, have never seen it before, two, don't know us, and three, are here to actually watch people rap? <laughs> and basically the joke is Bernie Reeves is Scottish. That's... <laughs> That's the joke. That is the joke. <laughs> he, he's Scottish and a bit mad. <laughs> yeah, he's a journalist of a dark past, but it wasn't. We didn't have enough time convey to convey that. that. Yeah, the joke is the wig, and he's Scottish. <laughs> Wigs are funny. <laughs> But it's yeah, like, I went up as, it's as, basically Ricky Gervais in extras and the producers trying to tell him to wear a hat and a wig or a fucking wig and glasses because yeah. wigs are funny like. yeah. uh, and he doesn't want to go along with it but I mean the, wigs it, are funny yeah. the, it works they are funny you had the sunglasses on the hat on I had the sunglasses on my patty cap on patty yeah. cap yeah. and we went through that and then we went through who the fuck are you the motherfucking lineup just like full blast we yeah. blasted out and I was really conscious of getting the uh Rapping out of the beat with that because I find it particularly hard. Mm. But I think I came in actually on, on the spot. Um, yeah, and I was rehearsing that on on my own on the sly loads because I was really worried about that particular yeah, it's verse. A tricky song, and it actually is one of our oldest songs. It's one of our most flowy songs. So we really engaged the crowd. I think at that stage with the Bernie Reeves thing and the Who the Fuck Are You the Motherfucking Lineup, and then we went into our second song straight away, which was the lineup. Basically, the following year's version of Who the Fuck Are You and yeah, Motherfucking Lineup. Very simple, of course. The line of... And our verses kind of have some funny lines in there. Yeah, and people reacted to each one of those, actually. Yeah. And I think from the feedback I got from people afterwards was that they could actually hear everything really clearly, which is always great because you're conscious a lot of the time before you go on stage that you might just be ranting at people almost. Or shouting. shouting that happens people, a, lot, yeah. a lot of rap gigs. I think that comes down to our 14 years of experience. Yeah. <laughs> We've stopped doing that and we focused on the like the delivery of each lyric and each word. Yeah. And I think it pays off. I had a little thing planned and it came out really well on the video. Uh, it's I delivered these lines with impeccable timing, but I left a little gap yeah, and yeah, I got I delivered these lines with impeccable that, timing. That <laughs> you did you sort of and you even looked at the camera. I know, yeah. I had that one planned. <laughs> Brilliant. 
yeah. and I was so conscious that I wouldn't be delivering it with impeccable timing that I was like I can't do this if I don't feel confident that I'm doing it, doing it in correct time and then when I was flowing correctly I was like ah oh, fuck it I'm definitely doing it now and the profess- professor the aggressor the professor of rhyming yeah. I delivered these lines with impeccable timing yeah. <laughs> little pause there yes. we went into that I don't know if we're going through the whole set list now are we no, yeah, we we sort of. but we kind of had a few more of those fun songs we had yeah. one that went down particularly well was uh, Rapper's Flight slash Quirky Bollocks Medley uh, went down really well as well yeah. but it's, it's, it's another one of those ones that is it's, it's, it's a story with uh, punchy one liners in there as well and there was back, back there was the, the songs we wrote in 2004 2005 but that those kind of punchy one liners have been missing from our work from 2005 onwards yeah <laughs> basically with 2004 2005 very funny etc blah 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 people liked it yeah and then we went up our own arses from 2005 <laughs> to 2000. for a decade or more <laughs> yeah and I don't think we've come back down we either. haven't come back we're on, we're on the way back down <laughs> so we did a few of those 2004 2005 songs and then we said like I said, we have two gears actually as the lineup, yeah. and one is those songs, those cabaret songs, and now we're going to go for serious songs. Yeah. <laughs> so we went into a bit of a the voice inside, which is always a good one to perform. I really like it, yeah. um, which which is one of the older songs, but we really like it. But we did go into a nice little few more recent songs, which we introduced individually, but we did reality check, seize today, and father time in that order. And after the punchy one liners. Bit was done. I actually quite enjoyed doing those yeah, because we could relax into it. Yeah, it's a natural progression in our music. That's how. That's what we naturally progressed into, and we kind of progressed on in the gig in that way as well. Yeah, it was like, it was kind of chronological, really. Yeah. And then at the end of it, we came back with our biggest heat in inverted commas, in that seven people liked it rather than six, uh, and that was two faced fake snakes. Two faced fake snakes. Yeah. I'm watching my back all the time these days my vertebrae get knifed every time I look away these days you gotta be careful what you say to certain people cause they'll secretly tell other people your secrets it's the secret to life and yes and so on yeah <laughs> and so on okay so that was the gig uh, after that was done I had such a uh, adrenaline rush and you know, for me it was like I'm so clear in my memory of how well we delivered it yeah that I just feel proud of that yeah. And that's what left the buzz really nicely. But it was it was kind of gradually built, and then later on, it was just almost like, "Geez, that was fucking deadly, wasn't it?" Like that was really, really enjoyable, and I think it went down really well. And I think we won over those hip hop heads in the crowd who were kind of dancing along with it and stuff. Yeah, we'd won the the hip hop heads over, and when you consider our act is kind of anti alt hip hop, we that was a, we were kind of proud about that because we had our friends who were loyal and really support us. They were there rapping along to it, but it was also a satisfaction to get sort of a few new people on board as well. So Yes. And we yeah. were on such a buzz that night. It was just like, I didn't even want to drink that much. I was just on a really nice buzz, real happiness. It's yeah. like, this is feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Uh, at the end of these things, traditionally over the last few, we've done at the end of what's called a cipher, where basically just beats are played in the background and people can come up, people who have performed or people from the crowd or whatever, yeah. can come up and rap a few verses. Or if you want to actually do an actual freestyle, you can do a freestyle uh, or you can do a combination of whatever you might have up your sleeve. So we went up and did a bit of that. I thought the cipher kind of fell a bit flat this time. I didn't think it was that good. Not as good as the last one, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. With, I, I agree with that. Um, I think one of the reasons was that we didn't have the beats. The Beast or Stephen Bonner didn't have the the beats on his computer. 
because um, he didn't have an internet connection. So he just had like three or four beats and they didn't really suit uh, the, flow, the flowingness of the cypher. If you hear noise there, the trainer's just getting a drink. Uh, what is it? Sorry. <laughs> Arg- Argos. Okay. No, it's just beer from Little. Beer from Little, okay. Yeah, um, and I think the beats were a bit off and I think people had started to go out of the room at that stage. I think it was about, um, it was nearing midnight and people were getting the last bus home and stuff. Yeah, people got um, out of there pretty quickly. Yeah, people left. Um, so it kind of fizzled out. But I suppose we'll go into the, the Marlowe story. Yes. <laughs> so there was this lad who had been watching quite intently during our set and during Bonner's set as well. Um, he seemed like he was really enjoying the, the gig. Although at one point he did say, more rapping, less singing. <laughs> Which might echo the sentiments of many people who were there that night. Okay. But um, yeah, so he was clearly quite into it. And uh, I think, I can't remember exactly the sequence of events afterwards, but during the cipher, when it was kind of dying down, actually, he possibly came up to me, but I think he'd gone up to Stephen Bonner first and he had asked if he would go up, if Bonner would go up on stage and do the chorus with him. And Bonner po- pointed him in my direction. It's was like, oh, Trainer will do the chorus with you. I liked his style. He has a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took his time with, I liked his cadence. I liked the way he, he pronounced every single word. Mm-hmm. He was slow enough that you could hear, you could follow the story, you could hear the words. And it was very meaningful lyrics, actually, when you listen yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really, really good. Nice flow as well. Yeah. Even though you don't have to be fast to have a good flow, you can have pauses. I love the bit where he goes, I wish that it could last a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> Would make it stronger. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, so yeah, that was him, and uh, he's actually been in touch with me since. Because I in the in the hype and the buzz afterwards, I was like, uh, yeah, give you us were his manager. <laughs> yeah, I was the guy who found him. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was so grateful to be able to get up there. But uh, he was. I was like, I'll give you my number, and his phone wasn't working. And then I wrote my number on a scrap of paper, old school. And uh, I was like. The next time we're doing a gig, we'll give you a shout and you can come up and do a few songs. He's like, I have more songs. So I was like, yeah, well, you can come up and do them. You're very welcome. So I was promising him the world. <laughs> but uh, he actually rang me there last night when I was out and I spoke to him. And uh, he was really thankful for the opportunity of having been able to go up and do a rap. So thanks to Stephen Bonner as well for that. That gave me nearly as big a buzz as the gig. Actually. It did, actually, yeah. Because, well, yeah, because it was kind of, you could... You, I, I was happy for him I think yeah because yeah, he was he was delighted beside yeah. himself I felt like we were pillars of the community or yeah. something <laughs> we, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, maybe not quite no. um, but uh, yeah so he was delighted anyway I've been in touch with him and he does have other songs he said and he'd like to come back the next time so I told him there might be something in it and you were drunk uh, as well when he rang you so you've, prom- you've made some promises uh, yeah I wasn't that drunk in fairness I was only on my like second or third pint or something like that yeah. uh, so I sent him the video of that anyway and he uh it was kind of a bit of back and forth and a bit of technology problems. He didn't really have WhatsApp, so I sent it to someone else's phone, but he was happy to see the video anyway, and he's really thankful for the opportunity to just be able to go up there. So that was a nice little twist that we yeah. weren't expecting. Yeah, lovely. Nice little memory to, to take out. Really memorable. Like, it was just yeah. completely different and yeah. just unexpected. Um, so kind of, we're now in the aftermath. So what now? I'm wondering now, should we take a little break and play a bit of music and then finish off this episode with a bit of aftermath? And I'm going to talk about some reflections as well. Okay. Would that be all right? Okay. Yeah. A bit of a break. Bit of a break. Bit of a break. Bit of a break. 
Okay, welcome back. Uh, we just had a little break there, and we're just going to finish off this episode. So, Toomey, you kind of have some reflections on uh, doing the gig that you want to share. Yeah, I was just thinking about this podcast. One part was about the lineup, and another part is about our friendship. And I just want to talk about our our friendship in a non as non cringy way as possible, which is probably impossible. Blah. You can see how comfortable I am now talking about this subject. I'm a treat. <laughs> no, I was I was just thinking afterward that it kind of. It brought us together as friends because it brought us, not that we were apart, but it it gave a new meaning and a new energy to our friendship to share that buzz together. That, And then it made me think about friendship in general, that for me anyway, I think when I'm doing something with somebody else, with a friend, or we have a, a shared focus together, I bond with people a lot easier. So, for example, I go on a weekly running thing with, with, the, with our other friend, Dara, and we have a good chat and we go for a run. And I think it's just having that focus. So we're going for a run up this hill here together on a Tuesday evening. But, and that brings us closer together because we have that focus. So I think without the lineup and without gigs like this, it, it, ta- it would take away a huge amount of the energy and the shared experience that we had and have had in our, in our friendship. Yeah, it's I think a, it's you're, a, you're spot on. And we probably wouldn't really see each other that much as well. Yeah. And it's a shame, but it's modern life. And I think as well when people go into their 30s you just naturally become more focused on your future and you start thinking about families and buying houses and all that and your priorities just shift a bit and it happens with all groups of of men and women and and you just sort of drift apart and it's really hard to keep a strong connection with a group of friends to the same extent when you don't see them as often the only time you really come together is like at wedding, a wedding or engagement drinks or some sort of event. There's, there's very little yeah. natural flow to it. It is really, it's much easier to bond with people when you have a shared reason to be there. But I think points is my other kind of thing, <laughs> that, thing that I do. I suppose for me, I'm not as into that as, as much as you are. And I, I've drifted away further from that over the years. So. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't have running really with anyone, but I do. I like the point, the pints is the activity for me in, in many cases. <laughs> yeah, but, the pints gives you that shared focus. Yeah. yeah. The focus are on drinking the pints. <laughs> but, uh, but I suppose with the drink and the pints, you get to that shared experience because you go further than you would in a normal conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And it, but yeah, you're right though. Doing something creative uh, together definitely brings people closer together. And I, feel, I even find it in work lately, which is really weird because it's completely at odds with what I used to be like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So that thing where I was showing you from the other week where we had to record a video for this event we were doing down in Killarney and all this. Mm-hmm. The actual night we did that was such a deadly laugh. And we had a bit of a focus. We had to do a take and we had to set up the camera mm-hmm. and we had to sing and we had to dress up in costumes and all this yeah. shit. But it was a fucking brilliant laugh. Like like, we're meeting a challenge together. Exactly. Like and it, it would have been, it's better than just everyone sitting around picking their arse like, doing yeah. nothing and yeah. uh, then like uh, we, we do a lot of these training days where they bring in people from outside and I used to shit myself at this next sentence okay I'm just going to ask you to separate into groups there for the next activity oh, God, I used yeah. to want to crawl out of my own skin and set myself on fire <laughs> and fucking jump off a bridge all at the same time when anyone said that but I find that I'm getting a sick pleasure out of that now in my in my, in my early 30s I think because I'm not as uh, I, I've less I've more confidence than I used to and I've less inhibitions and I think I actually get along with people a lot better mm. in those little activity things now than I used to do when I was younger because 
I was so fucking self-conscious when I was younger. Yeah. And, but now it's just like, oh, you have a shared focus, you have to do a thing. And I think people kind of take it seriously enough now. Mm. Whereas when you're in school or college, people are like, oh, above everything. <laughs> but, uh, you could go to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but people aren't really as much like that when you get a bit older. And you can actually get into the topic. Yeah, and I think Having something to focus on, uh, it just naturally takes the focus off you thinking about yourself. And getting older does that as well. So the, the less you think about yourself and the less socially conscious you are, the more open you are with other people to open yourself up, to be vulnerable and to bond with people a bit quicker. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> no, that's excellent. Period. Now, um, so what do you think is next for the lineup, in your own opinion? What is next for the lineup? Well... Or I can tell you what I think might be next. Yeah, I'll let you, you reflect you, there. Let me reflect, yeah. I'll just look out the window here and reflect. So I think now the, the focus is going to be similar to what it was, but I think we're going to continue this podcast. But I think the next time, if there's a gig opportunity, I will jump at a chance and I will definitely want to do it. And I think you might be similar. Correct. I would agree with that. I think we would go even more cabacool, right? Yes, absolutely. And possibly even introduce further characters from the the catalogue that we right. have. Bernie Reeves will be up there again. Because uh, that was my favourite part, actually. Yeah, it was, it was the characters. That's what we enjoyed. Fuck the songs. Yeah. We want to be up there. The, the, the songs are just a vehicle for the characters to be on stage. They're a vehicle for wigs. For wigs and sunglasses and hats. We should call it a vehicle for wigs. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure we'll do another gig. We've already been offered to support Deep Reasoning at his album launch. So yeah. I presume we'll he did say that to us, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's actually offered for us to do... Uh, I don't know if I should say this here, but... I think, probably no, shouldn't. probably shouldn't. Uh, but I've I've alluded to it now, so I'm going to say it's, um, a, a guest appearance on one of his tracks. Hopefully, he did say that, yeah. hopefully yeah. that goes ahead. I know I won't hold it against him if he doesn't. But it was said. It was said in the night when a lot of things are said um, after a few points. But at the same time, I think he meant it. Uh, so we'll see what comes of that. Uh, if something like that came up, where it was professional studio, um, which he, he works with him often. Something where it was making music to the next level. I've I've little interest in us continuing on with me making the beats to a mediocre standard, us recording it to a mediocre standard, and releasing songs that four of our friends are aren't arsed to listen to. Really, four <laughs> four of them aren't arsed. Yeah, four of them aren't arsed. Yeah. Uh, really enthusiastic ones. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'd be the same. I'd love that opportunity because we've never actually done that. Yeah. Well, DJ A Plus, I suppose, was the closest thing we had. Yeah, we know, yeah I'd love to, to do a proper song like that. But I don't know if that will, we probably won't seek that out. But I think what we will do is that the lineup has merged into the podcast. This is the lineup. Yeah, it's doing the odd gig and continuing on the podcast. The line odd cast up. And on that terrible joke, I'm going to wrap this episode up. So thanks very much for joining us. I'm going to wrap it up. Yeah, I don't want you to go on any further with that. <laughs> So we're going to wrap it up here. And thanks very much for joining us this week. It's been great. We'll see you next time. Bye.